Hey, welcome to the Street Shots Photography Podcast with the Switch to Manual guys. I'm Antonio. And I'm Tom. And a good morning to you, Tom. Top of the morning to you, Tom. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. <laughs> it's a little warm in New York today, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's finally. Summer's approaching. Yeah, it's finally, right? We had such a long, drawn-out yeah. winter. Yeah, oh. bring on the warm weather. Yeah, yeah. It's about time. So this is our 20th episode. Yay, we made it to 20. <laughs> Oh, that's a good number. Yeah, yeah. And I'm excited about this one. It's going to be a good one. Yeah. So before we get into it, I have a little housekeeping to do. Uh, uh, episode, I think it was episode uh, prior to Ron's episode, episode 18, we had an episode called Witch Picks. And I did a big goof and I posted up the wrong recording. Tom, you and I did a recording in your place. We were both live and uh, the audio was a little iffy. And even though we recorded the full podcast later on, we decided not to air that one. So we recorded another one. And guess who uploaded the wrong one? <laughs> hey, it happens. It happens. So I thought what I would do is find that second recording that we did because we talked about different pictures. So it's the same subject, but I would upload the uh, re-recorded podcast perhaps on the same page or as a supplemental podcast episode so that people could actually hear a little bit better audio and then different pictures that we were talking about. So it's kind of a two for one kind of thing. How does that sound? Sounds good. Yeah. 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 Right. And it's, you know, there's plenty can be said about when you come home from a shoot and you have hundreds of images, you know, how do you pick your favorite ones and what do you do with them? So yeah, yeah. it's a couple of different takes on that. Yeah. So I'll own up to the goof and 20th episode I get to own up to all of our goofs or my goose. Um, <laughs> but uh, we'll make it right. And we try to make the audio as good as possible and the content as good as possible. So uh, there you go. We'll put it up uh, probably in the next, I don't know. It might already be up already by the time you hear this. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. So this episode, our 20th episode, let's talk about style. And what is style? The evolution of style. Uh, what is a style in a photograph? Uh, how do we get a style in our pictures? Is it important to have a style? And can you have more than one style? Style, 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 style. How many times did I say style? Style. <laughs> we'll make it a drinking game. Every time I say style, you guys drink, you know, <laughs> have a little drink of something. So, you know, it kind of dovetails a little bit with what we were talking about with Ron Haviv last week. Uh, he brought up the idea of the visual voice. And I think this sort of dovetails nicely into that about... What is style and picture? What is your style? So, hey, why don't you, do you want to start with this? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's a great starting point. You know, I mean, just, you know, it's interesting just how everybody's voice is unique. You know, like, Tony, when you call me on the phone, I, I recognize your voice, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, you know, Ron was suggesting that we all have a visual voice. So, like, a you know, a capacity to speak about the world from our own unique perspective and that that's recognizable. And so, yeah, part of what we're talking about is uh, it has to do with, with your particular visual voice, with, with your style. And, you know, sometimes if you're relatively new to photography, you're sort of in the process of kind of finding your voice, you know, discovering your style. And, Tony, you made a great point earlier when we were talking about this um, 
about just, you know, looking at your images and noticing themes and that kind of thing. So, over time, looking at your yeah. pictures over time. Yeah. What helped me a lot with doing that is when I started to use programs like Lightroom or Aperture to store my pictures and I created a very large library and every now and then, you know, I decide to go back into time and see, well, what did I do, you know, 10 years ago when I was starting with digital photography uh, or using digital cameras, D DSLRs, I should say. And over time, start scrolling through the timeline of pictures and to begin to see a common theme happening and realizing that even without me knowing consciously, sometimes I'm, you know, depending on the subject matter, I'm starting to create a visual style of my own for certain subjects. So, well, for instance, and I'll, I'll put some of these pictures in our show notes so you can see. I've been shooting, I lived in New York all my life, and I've been shooting street photography for a very long time, but not actively all the time. It would just be something that I was doing. And, you know, I started looking at the pictures, and I was like, wow, look at where I've started, you know, 10 years ago when I'm shooting in the street till now. And it's a really interesting evolution to see pictures from 2003 compared to now, which is 12 years later, where have they gone? What have I done with them? And using programs like that are very helpful to see that because you can consolidate the pictures and you can go back into time and see that. iPhoto, too, is a, is a, is a great program for that because it, it uh, puts all the pictures by the date that they're created. So that's one thing I like to advocate for using the you know digital asset management programs, as like the technical geeks like to call them is that you can go back into time and you can start seeing this stuff evolve. You may not be aware of it, but, you know. Yeah, it's a really fun thing to do. I mean, I you know, I, I was looking at my images in preparation for this episode, and it's fun, you know, to, to look specifically for themes. And, you know, if you look through photography magazines and go online, you know, there's oftentimes workshops. People will help you create a portfolio. And, and really what that is about is, helping you find your your voice, you know, and your style. And it's something everybody can do in the comfort of their own home. You know, you, <laughs> you just start to peruse your images with an eye towards, you know, uh, what, what am I doing? You know, what are the recurring themes? What's, um, why did I take this picture? And, you know, what am I saying about, you know, my, what's my take on the world? You know, what, what am I saying through my images? And as you, and it's a really fun thing to engage your own body of work and ask yourself those questions. And, you know, it's sort of like, it's much like the process of getting ready for a show mm -hmm. and trying to glean, you know, some of your favorite images or images that are thematically connected. And, and oftentimes, you know, you're engaging in that process of asking yourself, you know, what, what am I, what am I saying here? Tom, do you think it's important to have a style as a photographer? Um, yeah, I, I do. You know, I mean, I also sort of bristle, uh, you know, against sort of like the notion of like everybody wants to pigeonhole you, you know, yeah, and yeah. Three, three seconds into any conversation with anybody who knows anything about photography and, you know, you face this question, well, what type of photographer are you? you right, know? right. You know, the same question when someone asks, what kind of music do you like? Yeah, yeah. And um, I will say, you fun of journalism, you know? Yeah, I'll, I'll say, I like music that I like. You know? Yeah. It doesn't right. matter. I'm not a classical or rap or hip hop or, you know, rock. If the song resonates with me, I like it. So I can't 
say that I'm one style of music listener. The same what you're saying about photography too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it reflects the you know the reality that if you're photographing for money, doing it professionally then oftentimes you do find yourself compartmentalizing your work and doing, you know, focusing on either photojournalism or fine art or fashion or, you know, some other kind of niche. But for, you know, for people who are still somehow able to, you know, cultivate and sustain that pure love of photography, oftentimes what, what it is that we're doing kind of transcends those kind of artificial barriers. And I think, so for, from that standpoint, I think style is really important. You know, I mean, you, you may end up being uh, or doing a lot of wedding photography, but chances are your, your creativity and your love of photography is going to really spill over beyond your wedding photography. I mean, if you're, if you're the type of person that's capturing life around you in a candid way, that might be reflected in your wedding photography, but... Again, you know, your personal style, what you're saying is important, what you're focusing on, what you're calling attention to, what you're framing, you know, with you through your creative work is going to be reflecting your particular vision and voice. And that's, I think, one of the really exciting things about photography is you're basically saying to people, let me show you how I see the world. Yeah. Can you talk us through a little bit of the evolution that I'm looking at? the pictures that you're showing me here? Cause you have a few that are quite across the board, but I, I see a, you know, my common theme going through them. Yeah. Well, you know, as I reviewed some of my top rated images and, and that's another thing, um, just touching on what you were saying earlier, Tony, about, um, aperture and Lightroom and even iPhoto, you know, you can, you can rate your pictures and, uh, it's helpful. I think sometimes to just, look at your highest rated images and then mm -hmm. that way yeah. you're, you're looking at your favorite images and you're not distracted by, you know, thousands and thousands. You're saying, okay, these are the ones I like the best. What, what do I see in common here? And so, you know, as I, as I did that, I, some of the themes I, I was noticing, I mean, I, I feel like part of what I'm saying in my work is that it, it's a big world out there, um, <laughs> and 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 we're kind of small in relation to it. You know, I mean, I like that wide-angle lens. I like to um, fill up the frame with with the world, and and oftentimes, you know, my subject matter, the people in the photographs are uh, sometimes quite small, you know, or um, not not huge in proportion to the rest of the image. And so, you know, early on, like the shot of the man on the beach, you know, that's that was taken on the Olympic Peninsula in the um, northwest corner of the United States. Do you remember when you took it? Uh, I'll have to check the date, but I think it was around um, like 2005. So, oh, wow. yeah, really early on in my photography. And, you it's know, it's a great it's shot. A, I really like it. Thanks. It yeah, really works because the I, balance I, of the. I mean, you really have that feeling of the environment and the smallness of the person, but the person is an anchor point in that picture. Yeah, yeah. The person matters. You yeah. Know? And yeah. It, it touches on that, um, the human element, which I think came up in, when we were podcasting with Bart. You know, the, the presence of a person in a, in a photo can be so grounding. And 
and you know, there's something you could probably say somewhat passive about my, my work, you know, and that I'm just sort of like witnessing, you know, I mean, that's why I call my photography witness photography. I'm just sort of, you know, witnessing the world around me. And one thing I've, I've noticed is, you know, like that shot early on was just, you know, the scenery was spectacular and it was like, you know, impossible to take a bad shot. Um, <laughs> and, the, and that said, you got to give yourself more credit than that, please. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like in the city, I like, you know, this is our, um, you know, uh, street shots and we're talking a lot about street photography. I think part of the, the fun and the joy of it is to, to really be mindful of all the layers and all the things that are happening. And, you know, we've talked before about seizing the moment and like, even when you're in the process of shooting and then new things happen. Mm-hmm. And, and so like the, the shot of the guys playing street hockey, you know, I was noticing the, uh, Diego Rivera, um, image in the background on the wall yeah yeah, yeah and there's and there was kind of a symmetry with the guy with the hockey stick and the soldier with a sword and and uh so you know as like as i've evolved and that's something i i think that you know um i mean that's one reason we've tried to show a range of our work and these handful of images that we've selected is that you know your style evolves over time and 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 so does your you know your skill set your capacity to see things and to capture what, what you're seeing. And so that's, you know, part of the way that I see my own style evolving is, uh, things sometimes become more complex. There's more going on in the image, but, you know, I'm still trying to just say it's a big world out there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and for me, because I, you know, my other hat is a minister, I have my spiritual sensibility. And so I, I think I'm trying to say, you know, it's a big world out there, but, but it matters, you know, there's, Mm -hmm. there's there's meaning to this experience and to the works of art that we create. I think ultimately, you know, they're, they're, they're conveying a sense that life is meaningful and even, you know, something I think that just captures beauty in and of itself. In, in in all the different environments in, in the city and in the, in the country, the nature, in inside a uh, inside a building, you have that picture inside a. I think it's a library, with yeah, uh huh, you know, yeah. That was, a, that was a library in Cuba. Yeah, yeah you know, and I really I get again your use of the wide lens is very similar to the other shots. It's big, you know, the, uh-huh. the li- and the idea of a library, you know, is also a big concept too. So yeah, and the patterns on the floor and yeah. the ceiling and. Yeah. It's very interesting to to see that your your style, you know, I mean, is, is evolving, but it's not evolving too. It's a, there's a carryover from 2005 until the more recent shots. So it's uh, uh, yeah, the, the evolution is it's kind of subtle. It is subtle, you know. Yeah, and Although it's nice that you carry through all the themes from you know you're still holding on to the themes from the earlier shots into your later shots too. Uh huh. Yeah. Of course, we are looking at from my point of view, you know, the best of the best, <laughs> <laughs> my own work, and yeah. so in between the first and last, there's you know fifty thousand images, and yeah, and that's one thing that has changed. You know, I mean, early on, I, I was really not discriminating at all, and I think, you know, I don't think I'd do it any differently going back because that's part of the fun in the beginning is just shooting everything and and then you know as you do start to rate your work and you look at them and you see 
the themes that are emerging, then, um, you know, gradually you become more discerning and more selective. Yeah. I mean, to go to my shots, and I pulled them also for this episode and went back into time to see what was going on. And those of you who are know my stuff now, especially on Instagram, I'm shooting tons of street pictures in my neighborhood, pretty much up close and candid. And I still see that theme throughout my evolution of this style of street photography that I'm in. I think my style has altered a lot over time, though. Yeah, aesthetically, We're, totally. Yeah, yeah, my earlier shots, I have these two Hasidic gentlemen climbing up the stairs to the Brooklyn Library. And they look like twins. And another shot of a man hailing a cab in the rain. And they are also very much from a distance. Uh kind of very gesture oriented still so I, th I think that still carries through my work but I'm very much removed uh, from these subjects yeah and you know there's again I'm not going up to them and asking them can I take their picture I'm doing it from this distance and as I see the evolution you know part of this had to do with the equipment that I'm using once I started getting smaller cameras that were discreet like an iPhone or I, I think one of my earlier point and shoot cameras was a Canon PowerShot Elf 450 which was teeny tiny and you couldn't see that i was using it but it was one of those small little things that i could use and people wouldn't know i'm taking a shot of them so i used that a bunch of times but um as my cameras evolved and i'm not shooting with dslr on the street so much although those earlier shots i think i did with dslrs mm -hmm. uh, as the equipment changed i started finding myself changing what i was doing and how i was approaching my subject and Eventually, when I got the iPhone and I moved into this neighborhood where we are now, and I found that the culture in our neighborhood was such that people were on the streets again. You know, they would hang out on the on Ocean Parkway and they sit on the park benches and and they would sit and talk to each other. And it's the kind of New York that I grew up in. I found myself sort of affected by my environment, affected by the equipment that I was using, and so those aspects of what I'm working with help to sort of shift the path that I'm moving in uh, mm -hmm. in terms of this kind of photography, this street photography. Um, yeah. Where yeah. now I'm sort of honed. My style is very, I, I think I have a very distinct style now with the black and white street photography now. And I've got the processing that I want to use. And, uh, you know, when I looked at it and I was like, this is what I've been looking for for years. You know, I looked at the pictures and I was like, you know, I'm, pro I'm shooting them on my Fuji cameras or whatever camera, sometimes my iPhone, processing them on the iPad with a certain, you know, recipe that I like. And I'm looking at the results. I'm like, this is what I've wanted for a long time. And so that path may have, the evolution is great and it's, and it's sort of, I'm going to say locked in now. I'm, I'm open to change and stuff like that. But I've got this thing honed to the way I like it now. Yeah. Um, but and it's interesting I, to go back, yeah, and see the, the shift. Oh, it's fascinating, yeah. And I, I think it's really an important point, you know, that you're making about how the the gear that you use, you know, it's easy to get wrapped up in, oh, I want this particular camera. And, to, you know, it's sort of like seeing a pair of shoes or a new suit. And it's like, oh, if I just get that, I'll, right. I'll, I'll be a new person, you know. Right. The and fault lies it, not like, in our stars, but in ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> And so, of course, you can think, oh, if I just get this camera, I'll start taking amazing pictures, you know. So generally, we want to warn against that kind of 
magical thinking, you know, but at the same time, there is a relationship between the, the kind of gear that you have and the kind of images that you get. And, you know, it's, it's reciprocal and it's part of our evolution. And, you know, so I think it's good to play around with, with, with other cameras to try different things. We've talked about how different lenses affect the images that we get. And then, you know, I, I think it's sort of like, you know, make big shadows, you know, that you can move in as an artist. And, and then over time, I mean, like, I don't think you could be take, make creating the images that you're creating now, Tony, if you hadn't spent a lifetime as a photographer. You right, know, all right. the different phases that you've been through are informing what you're doing now. And you can see the evolution in these images that, that you're taking. And, you know, and you're really loving your current Fuji. And, and that's, you know, to help direct you to what you're doing now. So, so there definitely is a a very lively relationship with the gear that we use. Yeah, and I asked before about having multiple styles, and you talked about that, you know, if you were, a, you know, a wedding photographer and uh, whatever kind of job you have uh, in photography. You know, I worked for, I did some calendar work for the Brooklyn Botanic Gardens, and I had to, had to, but I created a, a distinct style for them that uh -huh. was in and of itself just for these calendars. And actually for each calendar, I did a different style because I couldn't have the same style of pictures in multiple years because it would be very dull to keep repeating myself. So in a sense, I had to keep reinventing a style for mm -hmm. this client, the Brooklyn Botanic Garden. I thought it was successful because it looked like, in some way, it looked like different photographers had done the calendars. Even yeah, well, it's me. like being, it's like being a novelist. You know, yeah. you don't want to write the same novel over and over. Or if you're a painter, you know, you're not painting the same painting. And you know, and all the great artists have their sort of you know periods and kind of phases of, of, of their artistic evolution. And so, you know, the same is true of of people's photography. Yeah, I really enjoy exploring different styles. It just keeps my eyes open to things that I haven't done before mm -hmm. and opens me up in directions that I probably wouldn't do if I locked myself into one sort of look for all my pictures. I mean, I, I love street photography and I like what I'm doing and it's not what I want to do for the rest of my life. You know, I want to explore other avenues. And so I don't know what that is yet. I don't know what the next, you know, sometimes styles evolve out of other styles. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm if look at my street photography in black and white. I don't know if that will evolve into a wedding photography style at some point, which would be kind of nice if uh, someone wanted to hire me to shoot <laughs> weddings in the same style I do the street photography. Yeah, that'd but, be really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'm sensing, I know we have another topic up our sleeve and I, I think, you know, this notion of not being locked in to too narrow of a style, you know, the, the, the takeaway is, you know, it's good to be creative. It's good to try a whole bunch of different things. And, you know, and oftentimes when you're just starting off, you do because just whatever catches your eye, you're shooting. And, you know, it's, I think it's worth noting too, briefly that as people find themselves shooting professionally, you know, you have these constraints on what you have to shoot because you're not, you're not choosing. Somebody's telling you what, what they want and how they want it. And so it's a great luxury to be able to just shoot whatever you want for the fun of it. But even then, you know, we 
have our favorite cameras, our favorite lenses, the favorite types of shots we like to do. And so mm -hmm. it's really easy to find ourselves in a narrow rut. So we're going to be talking about how to break out of those ruts and get, get really creative and do different kinds of things. And as a final word, just to say again, I like to encourage people to continuously look back at the work they've done and see where the patterns start to emerge. You know, you might have multiple ones, but, uh, you know, go back and look at the work sometimes on a rainy day or if you don't want to go outside. It's nice to, to look back at the old pictures and see if you've got something. You know, you might have a theme going that you, you weren't even aware of. You might have this style arising you know, when you start mm -hmm. grouping the pictures together and you say, wow, look at, look at what I was doing. And that's what I, that's what I learned about organizing my pictures in, in these programs on my computer. I could, I could really go back into time. It does mean I have a library of nearly 500,000 pictures, which is really, it's another story. <laughs> <But> <laughs> we'll get into that at another point. So I think we've, uh, I think we've reached the end of today's episode. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. know we wanted we wanted to put a little plug out there for uh, we got a great question actually we'd asked you know um, folks to send in questions and that could uh, give us a topic for a podcast and one question was so good we thought we'd put it out to everybody and if you have an answer uh, you know email us or tweet us I guess and uh, and and we'll share some in in, in an upcoming podcast but the question was if you could go anywhere in the world. With any camera and any one person, could be a friend, could be somebody you'd like to shoot with, where would you go and uh, what would you shoot with and who would you bring? So, uh, you know, we've got, a, we've got some ideas, um, but so it's sort of like a bucket list of like, you know, you could go anywhere, um, shoot with any camera and bring any one person, what, what would you do? The fantasy shoot, yeah. I like yeah. that, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so guys, why don't you um, plop those into tweets or emails to us and uh, send them to us. And you can find us on our website, which is switchtomanual.com. And we, you have access there to our Flickr group, which you can join and share pictures. We're also on Twitter at switch, the number two manual. So switch to manual. We're on Facebook. We like Facebook. Um, please like our page and join us there. You can share pictures there. And we're on G+. We've got a G+, community growing. And if you want to email us, you can send email to info at switchtomanual.com. And if you're subscribing to us on iTunes, we would like you to give us reviews and comments on the iTunes feed. That would help us a lot. Uh, we really appreciate it. So, uh, yeah. That's it. That's our 20th episode. We made it to 20. All right. Congratulations, Tony. Thank Congratulations to you, Tom. So, Thank you. All right, everybody. So we will uh, see you next time. So take care. Adios. Adios.